0: Oh WrestleMania. Da, 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 da,
1: da,
0: da, da. Da. Oh yeah. G'day yeah. Kansas. What's a good word? Chris Funder here with Freddy is Alex for another edition of Wrestling All Style. This time talking Thunderstorm for Alex's choice of top five WrestleMania matches.
1: Oh good boy. <laughs> this time I'm gonna let it all go now. This time I'm gonna let it all. Go now going to do things my way it's my way my way of the highway um sorry well you're going to sing wrestlemania songs i got to sing the best one right
0: yeah <laughs> hang on what's the one from last year blinded by the light <laughs>
1: Wow, okay, I'll take your word for that. <laughs> no, not the best one. uh don't think so <laughs> okay, uh, um, what a task this was. It
0: certainly wasn't easy
1: to say that to whittle thirty seven wrestlemanias down to five matches. Yeah, kind of a silly idea. (laughs) We should have done it by, like, decades or something. Yeah. Um, it's done now. I didn't even... So, my list-making process for this was, bugger it, I'm not going to include any matches past WrestleMania 30 (laughs) off the top of my head. So I quickly came up with 22 matches from the first 30 WrestleManias. Oh, boy. And, and then it was about narrowing the list from there. So I was like, all oh, right, WrestleMania 1, uh, no, nah, not really. WrestleMania 2, uh, not really. WrestleMania 3, yeah, there's an obvious one. WrestleMania 4, not much. WrestleMania 5, oh, I love the main event, but nah. Yeah, so I just went through it off the top of my head. And then I whittled my list from 22 down to 10 and then re-watched those 10 matches. And as I watched those matches, I was like, all right, I'm going to grade these matches out of six, as I do, and see how many get cut from being lower than a certain amount. And I wholeheartedly gave about eight of those ten, six out of six.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So a few, few honorable mentions here from Alex tonight, I guess. Indeed. Uh, It is. uh, Yeah, it is not, not easy. Um, a lot a lot of um good matches, especially during those uh those like big eighties years. Then you've got the new gen, you've got attitude era, you've got Ruthless Aggression, which is pretty much run by the SmackDown Six and Triple H's Golden Shovel. Yeah. Um coming into the more modern era where you have uh Cena and Punk headline a few WrestleMania's along with Miz, who headlined a WrestleMania.
1: Yeah. You got, um... Yeah, you got your Daniel Bryan's, your Roman Reigns' main events. Like, say what you want about Roman, but I think that Roman versus Brock match from Mania 31 is a fantastic match, even before the Seth Rollins cash-in. Like, that's worth a shout. Um... Yeah, there's so much to go over. Full disclosure, my top five doesn't include anything newer than 2001, though. Ooh. (laughs) Now that I look at it... Oh, no. No, it does. It does. Sorry, I stand corrected. My number two is from still, like, 12 years ago, but still, yeah. Um
0: it is just there's just so much to um to go off and a lot of it is really good and yep. some of it not so much
1: good i think it would have been a lot easier <sighs> to have just done a list of the worst of wrestlemania <laughs> Yeah. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. But I think this is the way to finish our WrestleMania season at Wrestling Odd Style.
0: Yeah, think we'll have to do a lot more of, I think.
1: Yeah. Like, I, th- I think we can, we can do a SummerSlam list or a Survivor Series list later in the year. Maybe for Money in the Bank we do a cash-ins list. Something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're all all different ideas that we can possibly do down the line. I think... For me, this is, like, quite hard because a lot of this uh, is before we were watching and then a lot of this is when I wasn't watching again afterwards when I took my break.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, full disclosure, a lot of this is rose-coloured glasses for me. Like, this is a lot of the nostalgia. Um Stuff that meant a lot to me as a kid. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um Where are we going to slide in these honourable mentions? At the start, or just before number one, before number three?
0: Uh... We can do it at the
1: start, if you like. Yeah. Let's do it there. All righty. I'll kick off the honorable mentions, because I think i got a few. <laughs> um, I'll just go in oldest to newest, I guess. Uh, WrestleMania six, Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan. That is a match that I used to read Reenact with a pillow in my lounge room. <laughs> um, same thing for the next year. I can't believe this guy's made the list twice in a row now. Ultimate Warrior versus Randy Savage, Mania 7. Uh, now for the piping hot one. Did not make my top five from WrestleMania 10. Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon in a ladder match. So that could be something that causes a lot of uproar and hysteria. Um, Another honorable mention, Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho from WrestleMania 19. Um, Another honorable mention, Shawn Michaels again. Versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 21. Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair at Mania 24. Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, WrestleMania 26. Undertaker versus Triple H, 27 and 28. Punk, CM Punk versus The Undertaker, Mania 29. So there's all my honorable mentions that that was even whittled down because I also, <laughs> have, I also have written on here, might as well, Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper from WrestleMania 8, an Intercontinental title match that stole the show that no one talks about anymore. Incredible match. And I also have the Iron Man match written down. But we got a WrestleMania 12 review that should be out by the time this is, so you'll know my thoughts about that Iron Man match from that. Yes.
0: Wibbly, wobbly, timey-wimey
1: yeah. Stuff. Oh <laughs> also, yeah, honorable mention to Rock versus Austin, WrestleMania seventeen and nineteen. Ooh. Fifteen, not so much. Hot take there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Alright, your oh. honorable mentions since I just pretty much named every match in WrestleMania history.
0: Well, let's see here. Uh, we have uh, uh, the uh, WrestleMania 1 main event. We have WrestleMania 2, Piper and Mr. T... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, none of that. Uh, WrestleMania 3, Andre and Hogan. It's probably like Pete Hogan one of the matches I've gone back and
1: watched the most. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I've... Got to give that an honorable mention, but yes, good honorable mention.
0: Uh, Mania 5, uh, Mega Powers Explode, yeah. Uh, Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan over the world title. Mania...
1: I, I just about wore out of VHS tape as a kid <laughs> re watching Savage versus Hogan, and that didn't even make my honorables. Like, that says a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of this isn't necessarily
0: uh wrestling quality based so much as it is nostalgia and um I suppose emotion <laughs> yeah. based uh storyline. Uh WrestleMania six, title for title, Warrior Hogan, uh WrestleMania Where was that Piper one that I had? I forgot to put down the number next to it. I think it's eight. It
1: gets the one Brett you mentioned.
0: Yeah, yeah, Brett Piper.
1: Oh, man, that is one of the, like, most incredible matches to watch. Because, like, Roddy Pub is not a technician by any stretch of the imagination. He's not even a punch kick wrestler. He's just a punch wrestler. A punch and a headlock. That's all he had. And he had a technical clinic with Bret Hart.
0: Can I just say,
1: <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: that, that's fair. That's fair poor
1: old piper no Uh, he's like one of the best of all time but yeah not known for his technical prowess the uh wrestlemania
0: 10 uh where was it yeah ladder match razor and sean a lot of these i've just got listed as um the match itself, so I'm trying to find the, <laughs> the Mania to go along with. It. I should have done that at the time.
1: If, if you just name the match, I'll be able to tell you the Mania. I'm a freak like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, skipping over Mania
0: 12. uh Mania 13, Owen and Bulldog against Mankind Vader. Yeah. Um, Underrated as hell. Um... Just trying to keep off what I've actually (laughs) then chosen for me finalist list. Um, WrestleMania, what's that? 14? Uh, Taker versus
1: Kane with Paul Bearer in Kane's corner. Dude, that was like, yeah, that was it as a wrestling fan. Like, yeah, sure. (laughs) Austin versus Michaels, but like Kane versus Taker was like the coolest thing back then. Um I
0: suppose an honorable mention to the Brawl for All. <laughs> there
1: we go, Butterbean getting his getting his reps in. Yeah, gotta love it.
0: He had to somehow. Yeah. Um Yeah, and then it sort of drops off for me a lot of um stuff I haven't watched. Um I didn't realise until I was rewatching it the other night though. China and Two Call cool against the um the Radicals. How good that match is as a six person in agenda tag from uh, <laughs> WrestleMania 2000.
1: That is one WrestleMania I haven't gone back to watch in a long <laughs> time. Except yeah. for the except for the hardcore invitational thing with Crash and Hardcore. I love that match for some reason. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. <laughs>
0: Um, China the next year winning her only women's championship against Ivory, and yeah. then yeah, there's there's a lot more. Alex has touched on a lot of the stuff already, but just want to give a shout out to those few matches that I wasn't already touched on.
1: Yeah, um, there is a particular match from WrestleMania 2000 that I I think might be on your list as a big surprise to the entire world. I'm not too sure though. Ooh, maybe. Because I think it might be right up your nostalgia boat.
0: (laughs) Ooh, maybe.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Um, Should I get started with
0: my number five?
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: Uh, I don't know if you gave this an honorable mention or not, but number five for me, WrestleMania 29, Undertaker and CM Punk.
1: I did give that an honourable mention. It is a fantastic match. It is Undertaker's last incredible WrestleMania match. I wholeheartedly agree with that.
0: Yeah, it is, it is the last match of quality from Taker for that long. It is, And it helps because after two years of Sean, two years of Hunter, it was something fresh for taker
1: yeah definitely
0: which helped so much
1: yeah and Um, the build-up to that was kind of controversial because paul bearer had just passed away and they did the whole thing with the urn and cm punk but i loved it and you know paul bearer would have loved it
0: yeah the only thing was at the um at the time i suppose it was um Going to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Controversial. And it sort of, as soon as that got brought into it, it sort of sealed where um, where Taker was going for that uh, result.
1: Yeah. And Paul Bearer, oh no, he didn't get put in the Hall of Fame that year, but it was just so over the top with the heels, the heel shtick from Punk that. If Taker lost that year, it would have just been... It just would have been in bad taste.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, from WrestleMania 24, where he defeated Edge, the next two years were Shawn, the next two years after that were Triple H, and then Punk at 29 for his final win of the streak. Yeah. I think if it had been Shawn, Hunter, someone, someone, Punk... It may not have felt as big, yeah, as well as um like beating those uh, two Hall of Fame caliber wrestlers in back to back back to back years.
1: Yeah. To be um, fair though, those four matches with two with Trips, two with Sean, fantastic matches, all four of them.
0: Yeah, I think if you're watching them as a package, like um some fans would years before Mania when the streak was still big watching all of Takers matches in a row it did uh, it did sort of become a bit tiring watching two Shaw matches then two Triple H matches going uh, in
1: chronological order Yeah, the one advantage of the second Triple H match which is technically the third Triple H match people seem to forget that Taker and Triple H had a match at WrestleMania 17 as well. Um, Yeah, so uh, the one big change which was helpful was that they put one in a Hell in a Cell, which made it a little bit different. But yeah, both Shawn matches, like no real difference in match style except for the retirement stipulation the second time around. Which
0: ended up not mattering.
1: No, no. Oh, when do retirements matter?
0: <laughs> well, that was the one that everyone always pointed to.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> but, um, yeah, fifth for me, Punk Undertaker, Punk a Bigger Reason Why I Got Back Into Wrestling, and this was the second last uh, mania I actually ordered on pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, Um. I specifically remember watching this with friend of the show, Warwick Thompson, at his mate's house in Wang. Uh, um, in Wangaratta, for those people not local. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just incredible, incredible.
0: Yeah. Uh, for you, you your number five.
1: All righty. We are kicking off my number five, piping hot. It is what I consider to be the greatest opening match in the history of professional wrestling. It is from WrestleMania 10. It is Owen Hart versus Bret Hart. Ooh. Yeah, literally the first match on the guard. And it is... Well, maybe there was a pre-show or something. But... But this is the best, without a shadow of a doubt, opening pay per view match in wrestling history. Don't care what you say. Because, yeah, the close argument for Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio SummerSlam 02, which I will make us review at some point this year. Um, yeah, so this match was incredible. The story going into it, like, Few months before this, Owen kicked Brett's leg out of his leg.
0: Um,
1: (laughs) Like it it all happened. Like the long, the long story for like eight, nine months story leading up to this, and Owen gets the win over Brett in the opening match on WrestleMania with like a victory roll or something, and. You end WrestleMania with Bret Hart winning the title. So then you've set up everything for the next six to eight months as well. And then they have a five, a Meltzer five-star match at SummerSlam in a cage. Like, this feud was incredible. Um, yeah, I love this match. This is one of the easiest matches to go back and watch.
0: Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. This is a really, really good match. Um worthy choice for your number five, sir.
1: Yeah, Brett in his prime, Owen in his prime, all the stars aligned. Yeah. Um for myself, number four.
0: I go to uh Edge and Christian versus the Dudleys versus the Hardys. WrestleMania sixteen. Uh, the year 2000.
1: Ooh, okay. Um, Did not make my top five that particular match. Read between the lines of what I just said though. (laughs) Ah, I think (laughs) I know. I don't know. Tell me later. (laughs)
0: Um, But yeah, the first triangle ladder match, uh, the predecessor to the TLC.
1: Yeah, um, incredible. It's Basically, what kicked it all off, like you could say, no mercy. The year before, with Edge and Christian versus the Hardys, kicked it off. But this is where the Dudleys get involved, and it's all money from there. Basically, it is big money from there. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'd I'd have to agree. This is what sort of kicked off that peak at uh, tag team division of the uh, the early two thousands.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, I think without one of these teams, do you have the same effect in just a uh, tag team ladder match going forward for the next three years?
1: No, you don't. Because you got your your straight-up wrestlers with Edge and Christian. You got your risk-takers in the Hardy Boys. But... Most importantly, which gets overlooked, you got your base with the Dudley boys. People to jump on, people to catch you, people to hold the ladder, people to sort of get everything in place for you. So, like, the combination of these three teams just gave you everything you need for a perfect ladder match.
0: Yeah, that is that is pretty true as well. I didn't even think about that. The... um. Yeah. The fact that they are that sort of uh, third element that you did need for this to all fall in place at the right time.
1: Yeah, and this one, Edge and Christian aren't even heels yet, are they? They won this as a babyface team, and then by the summer, they're heels.
0: Yeah, is this... I'm pretty sure, because by SummerSlam, which is TLC, won their heels.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think, like, just maybe the night after this match is where they start doing the goofy shtick, which I think is one of my biggest highlights of the Attitude Era. Um, Yeah. I can't agree anymore. Probably should stop talking about this particular feud. (laughs) Because I will talk about it again. Yeah. Uh, You're number four. And I will talk about it now. <laughs> um, my, my fourth pick is the Hardys versus the Dudleys versus Edge and Christian. The following year, WrestleMania 17. So TLC 2. Um, one of my most favorite pay per views of all time. Uh, this match was just insane. At this point, you've got Edge and Christian fully heal. You've got two babyface teams again. The Dudleys had turned face. The Hardys stay face. Um, Then you've added some extra elements into this with Rhino uh, hanging out with Edge and Christian at the time, doing some nasty gores to Lita, who was hanging out with the Hardy boys. And then Spike Dudley doing some crazy stuff with the Dudleys. So you've just added these three extra people into the mix as well to add some extra craziness. And who can forget Jeff Hardy hanging off the title belt, Edge climbing up the ladder and spearing Jeff Hardy off the title belt? Just like one of the greatest spots in WrestleMania history. Like, you don't go to WrestleMania without seeing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Did Edge do the spear before Rhino came and uh, associate himself with them? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say, if that's the case, why doesn't he call it the gore? But that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I always found the pairing, like, you've got the Dudleys here with Spike. You've got the Hardys here with Leader but you've got Edge and Christian with Rhino, and it's like, one of these doesn't seem right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think the idea is that, you know, Spike Dudley's kind of the, your underdog, smaller character. Leaders, obviously a woman and smaller. Uh, Edge and Christian are already smaller guys, so let's give them a little bit of muscle because they're the heel team.
0: Yeah. Okay, that that makes yeah. sense then because, yeah, on paper, you sort of forget yeah. their heels at this time and yeah. them having a muscle would make sense. Yeah, um, this
1: is Christian with the full-on sunglasses wrapped over his head. Like the best pair of sunglasses. that are... I've never been able to procure a pair of those sunglasses, but it's always been on my bucket list.
0: <laughs> you're not talking to the right people then.
1: No, no. I I haven't looked as hard as I should, but yeah, one day I'll get it.
0: Oh, boy. Now, I suppose I should talk about my number three. Yes. We're staying in the same time period. Okay. In fact, the same pay-per-view. Okay. As we talk about The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. No DQ match for the WWF Championship.
1: Dare I say the greatest video package in the history of professional wrestling? Your way?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, everyone talks this up. Yeah. I think because we grew up at the time with this song on the radio all the time, I'm just kind of like, Oh, yeah. That was a thing.
1: I still listen to that song. I still listen to it, man. Like when oh, yeah. I, played, I played footy over the weekend in the change rooms. I had that song pumping.
0: It's not a bad song. It's just...
1: It's something. the nostalgia for me.
0: Yeah. It's just something I don't immediately associate with <laughs> this match. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, this Rock Austin... Two,
1: yeah, I think at the time. Well, at Mania, it was two people forget that they had a backlash match, but yeah, it's Rock <laughs> Austin, too. <laughs> of Mania, yeah, um, yeah,
0: I think this is the better of their three matches, um, and it's weird because they won't have another one for a few years and then by the time they have that one, Austin's sort of on his way out, Rock's sort of on his way out too, not long after.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Rock Austin 3 is actually like my favourite of the three, just for different reasons. Um, just because of the version of the Rock's character at that time, that was the Hollywood Rock persona, <coughs> uh, yeah. which was just incredible. I'll I'd, I'd just love... He's in ring at that point with his cockiness. But this... Rock Austin 2. This is a babyface versus babyface match to begin with, to be fair. Um, and this is two of the biggest stars in pop culture at the time. Not wrestling, in pop culture. Yeah. And they are headlining a stadium, a dome show... Of the Astro Dome in Houston. The and... Tokyo
0: Dome in Houston?
1: No. Uh, the Houston Dome. Um, and this is as big as it ever gets for professional wrestling. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. Um I suppose,
0: yeah, because that's the year they sort of move out the arenas. Uh, with WrestleMania 2000 sort of being that last arena show, and then they go into the biggest stadiums from 2001 for those uh, quote 60,000 seat attendances.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, we go to the Astrodome at 17, the Toronto Sky Dome at 18, uh, Seattle at that baseball stadium what was it, Safeco Field for 19. Then we start doing a few more smaller arenas again, but then after WrestleMania twenty-two it's all stadiums.
0: Yeah, I think they saw saw uh three years there where they could do it. Already had Madison Square Garden for twenty and then went back to um stadiums. Yeah. Um so yeah you number three, kind sir.
1: Yeah. Uh, that Mania 17 main event is so hard done by to not get on my top five because it is one of my favorite time periods in wrestling. It's just all the feels. All right. Number three, nostalgia goggles are on. Young Alex Williams, young Fruity, watching VHS tapes at home. What match did I love to re-watch a lot as a kid? It is from WrestleMania 3. It is Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat. And why did I love it as a kid? Because George the Animal Steel was in the corner and I thought he was the coolest human being in the world. I did not care about the technical wrestling that was going on. I just thought, oh man, George the Animal Steel, it's the best! Then I get older, and I start to understand what's happening in that ring a bit more, and I'm still mind-blown by it.
0: Yeah.
1: Savage versus Steamboat. It is where the phrase stealing the show originates in the WWE. Which Mania did you say that was? WrestleMania 3. 3.
0: Oh, yeah, because it's the one that always gets overshadowed by um, Hogan Andre.
1: Yes. And it's the match where like so many wrestlers, like your Jerichos, your Rob Van Dam's, like any of your faster-paced technical wrestlers from later years cite as inspiration for wanting to become a wrestler. And Yeah, rightfully so. This is where... This is the first proper technical wrestling classic at a WrestleMania. And it happened in front of 90,000-something people. Maybe 70. Yeah. 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 Oh,
0: oh, Yeah, it's sort of... I forgot it completely about that match because... Again, the time period, and you just sort of, yeah, forget uh, those things.
1: Yeah, I. No argument for me. If you forgot it, you forgot it. Um, yeah, this is like, what? What? I think it's the first ever WWE five star match. <laughs> really? I th- like, from this time period at least. From uh, Meltzer. I think so. Anyway, I could be wrong on that. No one Meltz probably gave it four and a half, but it's yeah, named as one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Um Yeah, you I can't say enough about it. I just go back and watch it, people. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look this up
0: now just one second. Uh Oh, well, I suppose whilst we're talking the Macho Man, which I cannot do at all, um, have you seen his commemorative belt on WWE shop?
1: Yes. Forts? absolutely. Absolutely ridiculous. Those commemorative belts, not a fan. Um, Yeah, it doesn't even
0: look... Like a title he won. Like the um the uh NWO one they did for Hogan. Uh it's got like uh Hollywood printed on the back of the strap and it's got the NWA spray painted gold panel. And the Ric Flair one is the WCW World Heavyweight Championship belt with the baby blue strap. Yeah. So they at least still look like the championship. This one
1: just looks it looks bad. Four, four and a half stars. My bad. <laughs> four and uh, a half. Savage versus Steamboat. Four and a half stars. Uh, My bad. My bad. Should have been five. Should have been. It, it, it's, as the years go on, you find out how influential it was to some of the greatest wrestlers of all time.
0: Uh, here we are. Razor and Shawn, first five-star match.
1: Oh, there you the go. Fed. And I didn't even put it in my top five. Neither did I? No. Uh, what's the next one? Owen versus Brett Summersleeve. Yeah. So I was right about that fact, at least. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, those two from the 90s, it seems. Uh, Brett and Stone Cold, 13. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it from the 90s there.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, so, that was my number three, which was from WrestleMania 3. So, very fitting, I guess.
0: Yes, and uh, next Alex will go to WrestleMania 2, it seems, in the, uh, yes.
1: <laughs> the Rosemont
0: Horizon, possibly.
1: Yeah. Uh, William Refrigerator Perry wins the Battle Royal between <laughs> NFL players and WWF superstars. <laughs>
0: what state is he in?
1: <laughs> I think that was the... Sh- the Chicago one, actually.
0: Uh-huh. Um, so for myself, this was a match that I heard a lot about when I wasn't watching, and one of the first ones I went back and watched on the network when I got it. Uh, yeah. WrestleMania nineteen in oh, the okay. in the main event, I believe. Yeah. Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle for the WWE Championship
1: yeah a match that is remembered for a botch but doesn't get enough credit for all the incredible work done before that botch this is probably one of
0: Brock's best matches where he moves like a um like a Joe
1: yeah, yeah, I agree
0: um and this itself is a really, really good match um, despite the small botch of the shooting star press that everyone forgets. He doesn't pin him on that, does he? No, he gets That's the up thing. And
1: yeah. He gets up and hits an F five.
0: That's what I mean. It works out well because he just hits him and Kurt sort of rolls. So he goes, stuff this F five bang.
1: Yeah. He landed on his head as a 300 pound man from a shooting star press and still managed to get up and hit an F5 on Kurt Angle. A um, 250 pound man, maybe at the time. Like, incredible.
0: Yeah, because those who have played like WWE 2K and realize <laughs> when you try to do that on the controller across the ring, it, uh, Sometimes it doesn't work.
1: No, no. And that's, yeah, that's pretty much what happened.
0: Oh, man. Um, I really enjoyed this match. It was probably one of the few matches that I've gone back to watch a few times uh, from the time period where I wasn't really watching.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But, yeah, it's one that I really, really enjoy. Can't recommend highly enough. Not Kurt's best match or my favorite match from the time, my favorite would have to be the uh, Shane King of the ring match. Yeah. But yeah, um, that is a great one. But still
1: that Shane McMahon also hit a shooting star press in that match and has never hit one since.
0: Yeah. It seems yeah. to be <laughs> hit try for one against Kurt and then you're like, eh, not again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really good match. Can't recommend it highly enough. Um, yeah. That's my number two. What about you?
1: Uh, My number two is from a time period that I wasn't watching, but I came back for this WrestleMania to just check it out, just as a casual fan at the time. And I sort of loitered around afterwards because of this particular match. It is from WrestleMania 25, The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, the first one. I think that this is just next-level Undertaker. This is Shawn Michaels at his absolute highest level. Um, This match is regarded as one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history from anyone. Um, This probably did really well from Meltzer, I think. Um, and this match is pretty much the main reason that the rest of the show sucked.
0: <laughs> I remember because I was just starting to get back into this at the time and actually got the DVD for this after the event and the two things I remember most about this other than the uh, Taker match is the Ray Mysterio JBL match where Ray's dressed up as the Joker and mm-hmm. JBL uh, quits post match.
1: That and, was actually
0: great. I love that. <laughs> and the uh, the Chris Jericho versus the three Legends with Ric Flair in their corner, and yeah. then also Mickey Rourke post match.
1: Yeah, that was like one of the most hyped up feuds heading into this. It was Jericho versus Rourke like it was around the same time that the wrestler had come out like that had a lot of buzz going into it um Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy wasn't bad either didn't
0: Matt kill Jeff's dog
1: yeah yeah he killed Jeff's dog that was that feud yeah he blew Jeff up with fireworks he um Uh, He set fire to Jeff Hardy's house and his dog. Um, Yeah, craziness. And Matt Hardy broke his arm in that match at WrestleMania. Um, But yeah, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels completely stole the show. They got a lot of time to do it. And then you got two matches afterwards that had the crowd absolutely bored to tears. And the next year, they put Undertaker mean? and Sean last, <laughs> which was the right decision.
0: You had Big Show versus Edge with Vicky and Chavo in Edge's corner, who's the World Heavyweight Champion, versus one Cena.
1: Yeah, there was one really cool spot in that triple threat with John Cena having both Big Show and Edge on his shoulders for the attitude adjustment, which was pretty cool. But... Yeah, no.
0: What about the Triple H Randy Orton match?
1: Oh, that was so bad. So boring. Yeah,
0: I remember it being uh, sort of slow yeah. um a bit boring.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, Taker versus Michaels stole the show, the emotion in it. Oh, the commentary was great. Everything was just perfect. The entrances, like Sean coming down from above and Undertaker coming up from down below. It was just beautiful. Like Sean in all white, Undertaker in all black. It was perfect.
0: Uh, How short was that Rey Mysterio match? Oh, it was only 20 seconds. seconds. Yeah, well, that explains why Meltzer didn't rate that one. Yeah. Four point seven five for Sean and Tate. Oh,
1: Meltz is <laughs> tough, man. Meltz is real tough.
0: No, well, he agrees with you for the final two matches. Yeah. Three point two five and then two and a half. Yeah. Yeah, the rest of the show sucked.
1: Yeah. yeah. Big time.
0: Where were half the championships at this time? Because you don't have the ECW champ on here. I'm just trying to think time period two thousand uh, no 2009. 25 2009. 2009 so the um, ECW champ's still around mm-hmm. the uh, US champ should still be around but they're not on here
1: yeah I think the ECW champ is in the uh, money in the bank from my memory I think it was it might have been like Mark Henry or something
0: yeah, that sounds about right for the time Christian. period.
1: Or Christian at that time, yeah.
0: Bit late for Punk, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so ECW, US. MVP was
1: uh, US champ.
0: <laughs> so both those champs are in the uh, Money in the Bank match. Yeah. And your women's champ is probably in that... Uh, Battle Royale, both the time period, both women's and diva's champ, I'm guessing. 2010 it was unified.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it's probably both of them at this this time. Beth Beth Phoenix probably had it had one of them.
0: Yeah, maybe. Oh man, that is just <laughs> confusing. Um but I suppose, yeah, from your your number two match, I should touch on my number one. long longtime listeners probably won't be surprised by this because we're going WrestleMania 10 the, the match that Alex decided to place number five for Owen versus Brett.:
1: Okay, right. had a feeling had a feeling we would see Brett on top. He's the main event. Well, he is the main event. He's also the curtain jerker at WrestleMania 10. Um, That's the both. heavenly bodies. Ah, oh, dark matches don't count.
0: You leave poor Jimmy Del Ray alone. <laughs> the gigolo. They had Jim Condé as their manager.
1: Yeah, yeah, they did. God damn.
0: Uh, um, But yeah, Owen and Brett, it is just so good, so technical. There's one point where, like, Brett tries to grab Owen, but Owen puts Brett down the mat, and they've got, like, the um the spider cam, I guess you'd call it, <laughs> a very early ceiling cam, and just shows yeah. this shot of Brett is down on the ground, moves his head up and points his finger at Owen going, you cheeky bastard.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I, I love that match so much. Um, did Owen ever challenge for the title outside that Iron Man match we were talking about at WrestleMania 12? Because that was just like a Dark House show Iron Man match.
1: Yeah, he did. Uh, SummerSlam 94 in the steel cage. He had a shot at the title. Five stars for Meltzer, as we've discussed. Yeah, one of the greatest cage matches of all time.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Um I yeah, you've already said a lot on this match. Um I I really, really enjoy this match. Um I do think they should have um moved away from a certain brother and um let these two guys go at the title in next year's main event. But uh Yeah. It was what
1: it was. Yeah. Yep. Owen should have won the title at SummerSlam and then you build up to Brett beating Owen at WrestleMania the next year.
0: Yeah. yeah. Short trilogy of matches.
1: Yeah. And then Brett finally beats his brother at WrestleMania. It would have been great.
0: Has to go through the rumble to get there.
1: Yeah. Oh, the story would have been simple. It would have been perfect. It would have been captivating. Owen having a heel title run, just being a chicken crap heel, it would have been perfect. Yeah. Um, Owen should've had a title run at this time. I'll I'll never get off that soapbox.
0: <laughs> um Yeah, so you might as well uh share your number one now kind sir.
1: Yeah. Uh it involves one of the people from your uh number one match. And it involves one of my favorite wrestlers from my childhood. It is from WrestleMania 13. It is a submission match with a special guest referee of Ken Shamrock. It is Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is the match that triggered the Attitude Era in my mind. Everything changed because of this match. They did the double turn with Brett turning heel, Austin turning face, and we're off to the races because of that. And then you get a full summer of Brett um, doing his heart foundation thing as a heel, like pro the rest of the world, anti-America, Stone Cold just running wild all over the WWF for the next year and a bit. Man. This is where it all starts. This was a technical classic. This is where Stone Cold this is pre-the-neck injury, so So Stone Cold still had his uh working boots on. Brett just at his absolute peak. Oh, the the blood in this match from Austin is absolutely iconic. The sharpshooter spot, Austin passing out. Oh. This is just, in my opinion, the greatest wrestling match in WWE history.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty hard to argue with that. Um, hard done by not to make my <laughs> my list, but I had a feeling you were going here for number one, so I didn't give
1: it an honourable mention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, <and laughs> i I'm, I'm
1: I'm not as big of a Brett guy as you are. I do think Brett is just an incredible wrestler, incredible athlete. I think his charisma at times was sometimes leaving a bit to be desired. But this is where it all starts for Brett, where he becomes charismatic. He becomes engaging as a character and all stems from this match. And it leads to the best year of Bret Hart's career, in my opinion. 1997, that version of Brett doesn't get any better. And 1997, I've said it before, might be the best year in professional wrestling to go back and watch. Yeah. Like, you got WCWs at its absolute peak, ECWs at its absolute peak, WWFs on the rise, and it is building some serious new stars. Like, yeah. This is where it all stems from. This event is where the building blocks of the Attitude Era starts.
0: Yeah, it, it is. It's a number of things, but yeah, this is uh, also a key, key moment in that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about this match. I've watched this match at least a couple of times a year. It's just so hard to not go back and watch. Yeah.
0: Well, it did get the uh the elusive five-star mark from Meltzer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, Meltzer hates giving them to Vince matches, to Vince's cards. He hates giving them five stars, but he has no choice with this one. Yeah, that's true. The, um, yeah. It's true. The, this is like Bret Hart and his, his uh, bona fide megastar in the WWF at this point. He does not need to go out of his way to build new stars, but he did. And he made Stone Cold Steve Austin on this night. Uh, and yeah. it also proves that you don't have to win a match to get over. To go over, you don't need to win. Yeah, that's true too.
0: Ah oh, man, um, a really, really good match. Um, yeah, sort of sad to see this come to an end, I guess.
1: Yeah, common denominator. Bret Hart makes both of our top mania matches.
0: Shawn Michaels heavily featured in honorable mentions and top yeah. five.
1: Yeah. You don't go past Brett or Sean when it comes to mania.
0: No. no. Ah, So, I suppose with uh, that being said, we can uh, wrap things up.
1: Yeah, you can find me, at Fruties Alex on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us, at WrestleOzStyle, with an A-U-S, on Instagram and Twitter. Search us up on Facebook, WrestlingOzStyle, and you can find Chris at... I am Chris Funder.
0: As well, you can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling All-Star archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, the weekly wrestling app on YouTube, and using the RSS feed found in the show notes for your podcast of choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time.
1: Man. Let's do a top 30 next time. <laughs> PX, yeah. easier. <laughs> Top 92
0: matches of WrestleMania, (laughs) one through 30.